Paul reminds us that God finishes what he starts. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning. As we are starting a new week together, we're also uh, starting a new Bible study. Uh, Today we're going to be moving into the book of Philippians. This is Paul's letter to the believers who gathered in the uh, Greek uh, province of Philippi. And this was written to the believing community there and their leaders. And uh, there's so much here. (laughs) So I can't promise uh, that this is going to be a quick study. We might be in the book of Philippians for a while. Uh, But I trust that the Lord has some really, really good stuff for us as we just take our time studying through this marvelous letter from Paul. And today we're going to be tackling verses 1 through 6. And as is our custom, before we get into the Word, let's go before the author. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for a new week. Uh, We come, Lord God, ready. Uh, We come with a sense of excitement as we begin a new study in your Word. And... uh, We just pray, Lord God, that you would, through your Spirit, uh, open every insight, uh, open every avenue for understanding that we might um, absolutely glean from your Word as much as we can uh, for the sake of our growth in Christ. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your presence here with us as we study together, and uh, we ask that this time in your Word would be fruitful and productive. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Uh, this is Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So at the beginning of this letter to the Philippian Christians, Paul identifies himself along with his ministry associate Timothy Uh, as the authors of the letter, servants of Christ Jesus, is how they describe themselves. Uh, Once again, Paul um, takes the posture of a servant. Um, Yes, he is the most prolific uh, New Testament evangelist, uh, kind of the Billy Graham of that time. Uh, an apostle of Jesus, uh, one through whom so much of the inspired word of the New Testament uh, has been dispensed uh, down through the ages. Uh, Paul is the uh, inspired author of many New Testament books that uh, help uh, add understanding and application to the Christian faith and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so, uh, even still, with all of his accomplishments, with the incredible resume that Paul has, he defines himself first and foremost as a servant of Jesus. And we should too. Uh, No matter what 
accomplishments we have, no matter how successful we are in our career, uh, no matter uh, what our life accomplishments are. If we are a follower of Christ, we are first and foremost a servant of Jesus, our King. And it's clear that Paul and Timothy address uh, this letter to a specific group of believers. In this case, the believers, uh, the holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. So this is to the believing community and their leaders in Philippi. Very clear that this letter was directed to them and probably throughout the letter addresses issues that were known to Paul. Uh, from that community as he had conversation from the leaders there and um, their communications together as well as probably emissaries that were coming in and out of Philippi and reporting back to Paul. Um, And uh, he, in verse 2, offers his traditional greeting, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he sets the stage that he's coming in the name of the Lord as a servant of Jesus. And um, he begins on a high note in verse 3. says, I thank my God every time I remember you. So he has uh, what seems to be a very positive and encouraging relationship with the believers in Philippi. Um, so much so that uh, the first words out of his mouth after his uh, address to them is, I thank God for you every time you come to mind. Do you have some Christian friends that are that way for you? Just the moment they're on your mind, you just offer a prayer of thanks and gratitude to the Lord for that person being in your life. I have those people. I trust that you do too. Those people who just are a sheer delight to you. They've done nothing but just love you in the name of the Lord and been such a Christ-like example to you. And just uh, the presence of Jesus just sort of oozes out of them when you're with them. And and all you have in your heart for for them is gratitude to God. And uh, he moves on in four and says, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Yeah, isn't that how it should be when we're in spiritual community with our brothers and sisters? It doesn't always have to be a labor. It doesn't always have to be painful and frustrating. I love what Paul says. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. It tells me that he has a wonderful relationship with the community of believers in Philippi. And why? He explains the why in verse 5. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. In other words, they have linked arms with Paul and they have not stopped uh, partnering with him for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the gospel and, and its effectiveness in the world. Uh, it, perhaps they were frequently donating to uh, Paul's efforts, frequently making sure that his needs were met, asking how they could pray. It's hard to say exactly all the ways they were stepping up in partnership with Paul, but they were doing so in a rich way because Paul's first thoughts are gratitude and joy as he thinks of them. And uh, in verse 6, the classic um, uh, words of Paul saying, being confident of this, 
that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Now, we must think of this first in context. And the context is uh, Paul celebrating his relationship with the Philippian believers. And what he's doing here is he's testifying to the work of Jesus in their lives as he sees it as he sees the fruit of their lives flowing out uh, in a ministry partnership and kindness and goodness toward Paul and his ministry efforts. And he says, hey guys, I'm confident of this, that the God who has done this good work of transformation in you will carry it on to completion until Jesus comes back for us. Man, that's such a blessing. And you can only imagine the joy that, that that would put in the hearts of the Philippian believers as they heard these words. Now, we have bridged the gap between when this letter was written to the Philippian believers to the modern time, and we find great comfort in this verse as well. And often, we use it as an encouragement to one another. We say, hey, you are a believer The work of Jesus has begun in your life, and God is not done with you. He is not finished. He is going to to finish the work that he started. He is going to carry it on to completion until Jesus comes back for us. What was true of the Philippian believers then is true of us now. God is not done, and he is not giving up, and he will carry it on to completion. We are um, masterpieces in progress in that sense. And the Lord refuses to give up on us. He will continue his good work in our lives. And I find great hope and encouragement from that, my friends. And I hope you do too. And so what a great way to begin our Monday as we reflect on these words of Paul to his friends and faith in Philippi. And we can be confident that the work the Lord has started is work he will finish Carry that with you in your hearts today, my friends, and God bless you as you continue to consider these words today.